0: To all you coffee lovers out there, this one is for you. In this episode, we are joined by Andreas Zalumis, owner of Thirst Coffee based out of Waco, Texas. Andreas is a true creative, with a photography background as well as a couple years stint working in a Starbucks. It was during his time as a barista that he realized how complex coffee is, and the journey to start Thirst began. Spending four hours a day roasting beans, Andreas has found his full-time passion And today, he shares a story as well as how you can get your hands on some of Thurst's delicious coffee beans. Enjoy. This is the What's Brewing ATX podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Austin, Texas. Hear from some of the top local business owners and those making a big impact in our community. From tips on the food and beverage scene, to developments in the Austin real estate market, We've got you covered, and of course, we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit each week, so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me, y'all. This is exciting. Oh yeah, like smiling hard. Welcome.
2: Just uh, just so we can give the listeners and also our, my uh, fellow co-hosts here an idea of how we know each other. Yeah, um, I was wondering. Uh, We met back in college, I was good friends with his now wife, uh, Bianca, who he surprised me with today, so that's pretty cool, Um, and yeah, we've just known each other since then, but more importantly for the listeners, we got to know how you, um, what your story is, you know, how you got to where you are today, and of course we met in Virginia, but now you're Mm -hmm. in Waco, so so give us the upbringing, and take that as far back as you want.
1: And yeah, like you said, me meet, meeting in, in Virginia, VCU. Yeah. Around that atmosphere. Which is like ten years ago. <laughs> <That's far. far. laughs> Look at his, his <laughs> 11, yeah. Eleven
2: eleven, twelve years ago. That's
1: crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Isn't uh, that nice? I guess ten. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think we, we always had a great connection whenever we met and he was friends with my wife first and that's how I got to know him, but always got, had a great energy every time we connected. So I'm glad. Fast forward to today, we're yeah, sitting in the same space. Um, Time flies. And I'm right? sorry
2: I am sorry i didn't have you on the podcast earlier. I just, <laughs> I was telling him before the podcast that we, you know, I, I looked at his video and just because they're in Waco, we don't get to see mm-hmm. each other very often, but looked at a video of him brewing some coffee and I was yeah. like, oh shoot, man, we got to get him on. So yeah, yeah.
1: no, I, uh, and I'd love to share about that. Um, so I, right now I'm living in Waco, Texas. I've been there for three years. Um, and yeah, that's crazy. I remember was, y'all first moved there, yeah. And we were in Houston before that, so I we went from Virginia to Houston, Houston for four years, then to Waco, and got out of Houston just because Houston is just too big for us, um, and we wanted something different. We were actually shooting for Austin, but Austin is also too big for us, <laughs> right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Waco came in, and that's where we landed, and uh, it really just opened my eyes to how different life could be for me mm. and my family and helped me just honestly just chase the, the dreams that I had been dreaming about and been wanting and being, being able to actually make that tangible, which one of them is the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even before
2: that, um, what, tell us how to pronounce your last name. Cause I know it's, it's not, <laughs>
3: can I guess? Yeah. It's a Loomis.
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's actually Thank funny. You. I grew up saying it wrong just cuz of cultural differences. My dad is Greek, my mom is Zambian, and it just got translated different. But my I've met Greek people and they're like that's how you say. It. How did I'm you, you grow up saying w? it? Wow. Zalomis. Zalomis. Yeah. I've been, been to Zambia. Zambia. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Twice. yeah. That's where I was born in Lusaka.
0: That's where I that's where I went. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Where, yeah, What we'll was talking about were that before. Um the first time was with my family we went it was kind of a, a vacation. The second year I went back the next summer with my brother and we um are you familiar with Chikambuso?
1: Yeah, uh, is it that the restaurant? No, it's no. A, it's an orphanage. No, 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 no. No, it's uh no.
0: so it's it's a AIDS <laughs> no, it's a AIDS orphanage. No. And there's these Americans opened it. Um it's a pretty incredible uh thing they got going on there. How far
1: back was was this?
0: 2009 is okay. when I went. Uh, yeah, I was I left like way, okay. way before that. Yeah. So, have you been back?
1: I have not. I got, I came to the states when I was 11, and we moved to D.C. and I've been
0: here since then. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing. If you guys look it up, um, they have women create these bags, like shopping bags uh, or like uh, purses, out of plastic shopping bags mm. they teach them and they that's how they make a living there and it it's a way of empowering the women that um you know they live off a dollar a day mm-hmm. like that's that's their life there so it's a pretty cool thing and it, and going there and seeing that in person is like i feel like everyone every american should yeah. should go see because you see it in yeah. on tv shows and movies but once you're there and you see that it's it's real yeah it's yeah. pretty insane
1: yeah no i definitely i feel that yeah. And so you haven't been back,
2: and you are, is, do you have any family still there now? Or?
1: Yeah, I still yeah. have a lot of family there, and I'm also learning about my other side of the family, my the Greek side, mm-hmm. and realizing that I have I have family like everywhere, family like in Australia, in England, Whoa. and wow. like yeah, Fine. like the Zolomis name is like true. Like if you're a Zolomis, you're like related to me somehow. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I I, I found that out. I thought you know how fun. Yeah, so there's a lot of family that I I know exist even just through Facebook, but don't really know. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the, cool. the 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 dream for me is to be able to travel, s- travel, and to document see. that with my photography and like you know videos, that's awesome. and stuff yeah.
2: like that. Yeah. Cool. So then let's fast forward. So yeah, it's it was Bianca's work that originally kind of took you guys to Waco. To
1: to Houston. To Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. We. Is she's mechanical engineering. Yep. Uh, got a job there and we were like, we'll see where this takes us. Yeah. Um, then after four years, it was just, she just didn't want to do that anymore. And, uh, so it was like I had to step up to the plate and yeah, yeah. now be the provider and to go there's, there's more in to go in the background of this is that, um, I'm not a U.S. citizen. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the stuff that we were going through at the time is figuring out those things. And so that was work. I didn't graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a degree. So like work, (laughs) you know, how are you going to take care of a family and do all those things? So Waco really came at a special time where she was really tired and exhausted and didn't want this life. And I didn't want that for her either. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to put myself in a place that I could do that, you know, so that's kind of what happened so we moved to Houston because of her, her job but uh, going to Waco was more of like a job that I had it was a startup that was um, had planted in in Houston and they were there for a while but they were, they just weren't being profitable so they were downsizing mm-hmm. and they wanted to launch in another area and Waco was it so for me, that was like my last run with the company. I was going to exit. I was going to exit either way, mm-hmm. and I just needed to buy some time. So I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll do this thing. I'll go there for a week, help to launch the business." And <clears throat> within that week, I met other entrepreneurs in Waco that just like sparked this like, "Whoa, okay, something's happening here." Like, yeah. There's cool people. There's people that are, uh, and cool people in the sense of like they're inviting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they're telling me things, asking me th- questions about my passions, what I like, when, and encouraging, and I, I'm also seeing them do it themselves, you know, and yeah. it's like, there's not a lot of traction at the time in Waco, you know, mm-hmm. as far as, like, mm-hmm. people, and. but I saw that there's, like, something interesting happening there. Yeah. And so that week, I uh, middle of that week, I, I called Bianca, and I was like, I think, This is cool. Like I think, wait, and for the first two two days of that, I literally didn't even go anywhere. I stayed in my hotel and I talked to the girls and Bianca on the phone. Yeah. Uh, the third, fourth day, I got to talk to some pretty interesting entrepreneurs and just changed my mindset like that. Sweet.
0: Wow. This This was after um, Chip and Joanna kind of put Waco on the map. Mm -hmm. So I feel like before before they came around but he I still know what Waco was. But
1: even saying that I didn't know anything about Waco mm. L- Waco was I didn't know about Chip and Joy I didn't, I didn't know about Baylor oh. I had no idea what Waco was literally that's so funny yeah
2: and then you started to realize oh okay there's there's right. stuff here but then also like there's some significance like, yeah. right
1: I, I realized Chip and Joy and I realized the Magnolia the silos mm-hmm. I saw like the traffic that was coming through there and yeah. the possibilities and the potential then you saw everybody kind of just piggyback off that momentum and start creating their own like you know what they felt like could be done in waco type of yeah. thing yeah very cool That's when
3: awesome. did you when did you have your first sip of some nice robust
1: coffee <laughs> oh man uh, i was
3: 16 what about you <laughs> Dang,
1: that was late. Yeah. What, like, <laughs> really? No, bro. Like, if I'm being honest, for me, it was probably like two years ago. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your uh, first sip of coffee ever. And I worked at Starbucks just saying, <laughs> for like a couple of years. So that's where you,
0: dude. What? That's where you cut your teeth. I with remember in
2: Houston, you worked in Starbucks. Right? No,
1: I worked in Virginia in at okay. Starbucks, and then when I moved to Houston, I, I kind of put it away. Okay, um, gotcha. But it was really the the dynamic of what coffee, where I, what I thought it was and what it actually is, is like how unique it is and how like really you can, you can change the flavor of a bean just by roasting it differently, mm-hmm. by processing it differently, by brewing it differently. It gives you so many different like, you know, and it's all based on a personal taste palette. right. So right. there's so many things that, I didn't understand about coffee that I got to learn about coffee just through this process, and if I of me starting my own business, and I don't think I would have done that if I didn't. Right, you know, I would have had the same so, knowledge as I
3: as anyone, right? Yeah. Uh, and what ultimately got you to to say coffee? You know,
2: because you were doing photography, you had right. like T-shirt business for a bit like you yeah. we were doing some <laughs> different things i remember i was like okay yeah. i know Something. there's some there's some things we going. talked about real estate at some point we too, did talk right? about real estate but yeah. then all of a sudden the yeah. coffee thing and we know you were long. in
3: college 10 years ago right because that's when you guys met well
2: yeah so we met at college because yeah. i yeah, was going to college yeah. when i
1: went and then yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah uh so you said what made me say coffee yeah uh, it was the thing I had experienced in the most mm-hmm. and felt confident about serving and mm-hmm. being wow. able to replicate. It wasn't really about the product. It was just about what I actually do. Mm-hmm. And so having that gave me the confidence to just explore that, um, that product coffee even more and being able to now ext- ext- understand it and to be able to explain it and not only just facilitate for it in, in a very, um, organic and you know inviting way is just to also educate about what i'm learning
3: do you do you happen to roast i do you no. yeah what's that look like it's awesome how do you do
1: it <laughs> uh so i have a, a a one pound roaster and it's on my property right now yeah uh, it's a shed it's just built out for that purpose and um so i'm literally spending four hours a day roasting about 10 pounds of coffee so
3: one pound at a time
1: and one pound at a time right right oh, now <laughs> yes. yeah and yeah the oh. goal is to to get a bigger roaster and sure. upgrade um
2: but so this is what know. actually encouraged me to reach out i was like yeah. oh i watched the video that you posted yeah. the other day or last week or whenever it was what video about roasting some beans and uh, yeah his, yeah i oh, we'll yeah. see that okay so you, <laughs> yeah so you'll be see able to check it out yeah. we'll, we'll share the instagram with yeah. you so
0: you can see that so, you, so you're roasting for four hours a day Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ten pounds, mm-hmm. and then what does that yield from a? I guess how are you serving that?
1: Um, I am online. I have coffee subscriptions. I am, ha- I'm, I am, um, I guess in office spaces, uh, in restaurants, other coffee shops as well.
0: So, so if someone goes to a coffee shop in Waco, mm-hmm. are you out of Wa wait- Are you in Austin? Uh, No, I'm in Waco. I mean, is your coffee sold in Austin? Austin? Uh, Not right now. No.
1: Yeah. Eventually. Hopefully. Yes. This is
2: the true local startup here. I love it. I love it. It's 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 mainly, I mean,
1: and just... Through a pandemic and, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, Matter movements, like, there's been more support for my business. Yeah, and which is
2: one of the questions we're going to ask you. How has that made you pivot and how mm-hmm. has that impacted
1: you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll tackle, like, COVID first and it's just so you've seen the cart the coffee cart that we launched the the business with
2: that's what it started right
1: yeah we started with a coffee cart we weren't roasting or anything like that we were buying our beans from another local coffee shop that has helped me understand coffee um the and Cheney we- brothers there in Waco okay um they're like 45 minutes out of Waco but they're still in Waco yeah uh, but they really helped me and so went from that to uh we were inside an art gallery that's mm-hmm. how we started mm-hmm. and just to get our feet you know. Uh, stable we were there for about a year um, but realizing we're limiting ourselves by being our gallery because of parking accessibility all these other things so mm. we expanded to the farmer's market mm. we we're at the farmer's market for some time and that was great
0: that's a great place to get your product out yeah
1: great marketing we grew our um, client base and we we're able to get um, booked gigs you know weddings and so forth oh, nice. other parties so that was it was good for us uh, but when the pandemic hit, it was realizing I was I was growing but didn't have manpower to help grow. Mm-hmm. So it was just a lot of stress on me and the family. And really not at the time. We couldn't really pay anybody really to help us do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so we kinda put a pause on that. But it was kind of worked in sync with us getting a roaster. So we were we had gotten a roaster. We had talked about buying a roaster. Well, one of our investors was like helping us do this, and so as it was coming into, you know, um, into my life or into the shed, as I was starting to practice roasting, understanding the product, that's when the pandemic hit. So <laughs> we closed down the cart and just shifted just to roasting. Right it. It. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. (laughs) And so now you're not like,
2: let's say, reselling coffee. You're making your own and selling your own. Mm -hmm. And then that did immediately go into uh, online, or um, I mean, did it take a little while to kind of get that right? No,
1: it immediately went into online. Uh, Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: How would you describe the perfect cup
1: of uh, your coffee? Of my (laughs) coffee? Yeah. Man. It's a cup that you have a second of, I guess. Oh, huh. if you have a second cup, I say that's a perfect cup of coffee. Oh, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's true. Is that good? Yeah, go for another. I want to know yeah. your take on cold brew, because mm-hmm. I'm—he's the cold brew guy. I'm here. a cold brew guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I I think I I just enjoy a cold drink uh-huh. naturally. Like I'm not a huge red wine person just because I enjoy a cold beverage you
2: can, so you can chill your red wine FYI you can chill your red wine
0: <laughs> I understand I would rather beer or maybe some whiskey um, what's your take on cold brew
1: Um, for me I'm not a cold brew lover okay. um, it's just it's too intense for me it, I like I do a flash brew pour over and I've and a, a couple of uh, shops here in Austin do that mm. and I think you're still able to get The aromas and the flavors of coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've also realized I used to like dark roast coffee. Mm. I appreciate it, but I tend to now go for a medium, lighter roast coffee just because I'm actually trying to get the aromas and the taste from it. So as much as it cold brew is very, has a lot of energy impacting with that, but it's not, yeah.
2: Because light and medium roast, just because I'm not exactly sure, but those are roasted longer, right? Than then the dark
1: roasts. And dark roast is ro- uh, roasted longer, oh, so yes. there's like certain like malts. There's like a first crack, and then second crack. Once you go into a second crack, you're into a dark roast.
2: Oh, see, I always thought it was opposite. But isn't a dark
0: roast? Oh yeah, right. So light dark... roast has more caffeine in it, right? That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, because you're it's like less you're preserving more of the bean. Okay. Less oh, roasting okay. time.
3: Interesting. Have you ever? This is a ridiculous question. Yeah. Have you ever chewed on a raw coffee bean? I've tried. What is it like? It's, never. I mean, never even seen one, I don't think.
1: When you're doing it, I don't know if I Does It taste I, like coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee. Not at all. No, right? It doesn't. Okay. Uh, okay. you're you're tasting for like the textures and like how much moisture it has and like those kinds of things. Mm. You're not necessarily gonna get the flavor. I I haven't. I I can't say for anybody else, <laughs> but I've I've done that. I've that's tasted a. I've bit into a roasted bean, and you know you're just trying to get again. What are you trying to extract from that? Mm. It's all personal
0: perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like an interesting. uh, <laughs> It's like a science. I mean, it is a science. It is. It's I like I say it's like cooking. Yeah.
1: yeah, literally, that's how I treat it. Yeah. It's like cooking and. Um, I've had to realize that I I now hired someone to roast for me, and I, I have to understand even though there's like markers that we have to hit for a specific roasts, mm-hmm. each each person does it differently,
0: and we'll uh-huh. do it a
1: little different. And you know, it might not taste exactly how I do it, but it's going to be similar to that, and yeah, I have yeah. to accept that. Well, that's know? what's
2: interesting because like, you go into Chipotle, mm-hmm. and they're making the the same food at every Chipotle, but. I mean, somebody might throw in a little bit more sauce in the yeah. other one, right? Or it just might be a, little bit, it a changes little bit the, different. It changes that. But generally speaking, if somebody buys Thirst Coffee, they're going to get yeah, you know, roughly... An evenly thing. rounded
1: bean. Yeah. yeah.
2: How'd you come it's
0: up changed. with
2: that name? And it's T-H-R-S-T.
1: Yeah. yeah. And this is a abbreviation. So it's Third Space Theory Coffee. Oh. And it just comes from... Uh, really a background for me and Bianca is, uh, just a space for people to like commute. Um, and more in the sense, like we grew up with not feeling like we had that space to Mm -hmm. just be able to like be who we wanted to be, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, say the things we want to see, connect with people and just be us. Um, and that's what we want to create. So it comes from a theory that everyone has their, first space which is their home and then the second their their work and the third space is that in between so whenever you go to like a library a coffee shop you're sitting down you can engage in community to build community to rest to relax to recharge in between those so we're just like the the, yeah i didn't know that that's That's awesome yeah
0: well it's kind of a play on words too right you look at it and your thirst, thirst, coffee. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Well, there's that too.
1: Yeah, I like that. What
3: was the most interesting? One of the most interesting things that you learned throughout your education process of of coffee. Something that totally
1: surprised you. Uh, that there's really like no like, there's no like real like. This is how it needs to be done. Oh, like really? You meet different roasters that are like they don't even ask like how long you've been roasting for you're roasting. Oh, that's cool. What do you do? And mm. then that's the conversation. It's not like yeah, yeah you should be doing this and this. I mean, within that there's like lessons that you learn and of course. advice that you can get, but really, it's like, what are you doing? Mm. You know? So that for me has been like a huge, uh, at least a huge challenge at first. Cause like you're, you're always like cautious. Like my product has to be at this level, but what is that level? You know, is right, it right. Starbucks? Is it, what I don't know, what is that?
0: Well, that's why, yeah, there's so much subjectivity yeah. in it. Like, you know, we were, we did a, a podcast last week at a whiskey distillery mm-hmm. and we were talking about Same thing, yeah. um, tasting whiskey and how it was at still Austin Whiskey, that's the, that's the name of the company, and they only use Texas grown, uh, Texas grains, mm. and how somebody that's an, a bourbon expert in Kentucky might taste it and say like, this is all, you know, this doesn't taste right, but you know, there's a huge pool of people that would taste it and might think it's the best bourbon they've ever had, you know, and same with coffee. There's people who go to Starbucks religiously. Yeah. And then you talk to others that, you know, might be a little more, or or think they're a little more sophisticated with coffee that would never touch Starbucks. Right. Um,
1: and I've I mean I've seen that just in the in the culture in, in in Waco. It's Waco's not huge. It has maybe four coffee shops, five coffee shops, but within that there's wow. a demographic of people that are like, I, I don't like I don't want to go there to that coffee shop and it tastes huh. it tastes too this, it tastes too that. There's like a yeah. the preference always, you yeah, know? yeah. So you just have to be confident in the product that you're putting out and know that you're just doing the best that you can at, and
2: it's going to appeal to mm-hmm. enough people that yeah. that's all that matters yeah yeah interesting okay yeah well, we've had um you know different brewers of wine and beer and it's just amazing how mm-hmm. endless yeah. it is for that you can make different tastes and everything we're going to have one coming up who we've had before the brew brother mm-hmm. he he's got his own um well first he was a contract brewer where he does his own uh he goes in how, how does that work in contract brewing you go in and use someone else's space and brew beer with their equipment they have yeah but then now he's going to have his own brewery so we're just kind of it was a year and a half ago that we talked to him uh, it. but it's cool to hear So it'd like, be
1: like a, a commissary for a food truck or something like that yeah, just actually like, like, buy the space yeah. and then you get to use like there
2: yep kind of- yep you pay a fee to whatever yeah, brew what you want That's to brew there and then you can sell it if you want but yeah and now he's doing That's his own smart. thing um it's just wild to hear some of the combinations that he has of like there was like a watermelon flavored <laughs> beer one time it's like i don't even know I how remember you remember could... that yeah it's actually
3: pretty good there's flakes of watermelon or like little granules of watermelon in it right yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah interesting stuff
1: but... yeah it's crazy what you can do with yeah.
2: so what are yeah. what are some of the longer term goals then with with this or you know is this a, a stepping stone or what do you what are you thinking Ooh. with thirst with thirst or yeah yeah beyond I don't know uh-huh. is this something that you can
1: see big well, picture thirst is only one of the businesses that I've started in, in Waco okay. um, so I started an artisan market it's called Eastside market mm-hmm. uh, it happens once uh, a month on the third Sunday of that month. Um, okay. and this is a market mainly focused for locals local creatives local entrepreneurs people that want to really just take an idea and move, take it to the next stop um, next next uh, step in their in their lives whether it's like you know do I actually like this or can I make this profitable you know so um, you
0: started the market it's cool mm-hmm.
1: me and my buddy Eric uh, are the founders of the market and we we also organize it is the it kind of
2: like a farmers' market
3: yeah, how's that look?
2: It's outside. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's outside, and the reason that we have a lot of flexibility is that we have a partnership with a brewery in Waco, mm-hmm. um, the Brother Will Brewing, and they pretty much just give us access to their property, and we pretty much just hold an event, we market for it, nice. we create the collaborations, we get you know find the talent, the um, entertainment, those things, and we just host it.
0: Oh, very cool. So, so if, you're, if you live in Austin and you're Making one of those day trips. It's an easy day trip up to. Oh yeah. Waco. Third yeah. Sunday of every month. Third Sunday of every month. So you this can make month is going to be
1: on the twentieth. Yeah. 20th. Make your
2: make your round to good old Magnolia, and then pop over to. One hundred percent. To the, to the market. Like a rough song. Tell, say what? It, yeah. One more time. What it's East called? East Side Market. East Side Market. Mm-hmm. All right. right but
1: on. with that, um, and then I also do photography and videography, and there's something yep. else that I'm starting with that. It's a creative agency. Mm-hmm. So, what I see in the near future, which if you look at my Instagram sh- Instagram page for Thirst Coffee, is that I do all the photography, all yep. the the marketing for it, all that stuff. Um, I want to be able to, to combine all those things. Uh, I have a coffee shop, which is the bid with the city that I was telling you about earlier. Yep. This space is going to incorporate all those things. Per- partnerships with the local community, opportunities for the local community, mm-hmm. uh, employment, mentorship, uh, strategy building, all these other things that are necessary for young entrepreneurs and young creatives to see and be a part of, or if not, even if if they're interested just to, to be around that energy, I think is important. So long term, I want to infuse everything that I'm doing under one business, but you know,
2: yeah. Find a way to kind of make it all work. That's awesome. I mean, that's like truly what sucked you into Waco. You're kind of, expanding on that creating it for others too it's yeah
1: awesome. i definitely waco's has helped me in so many ways it's like ridiculous to and when i first went to waco i literally felt like i went back in time you know like <laughs> oh, i sure. felt like i was like what and then i decided to move there and like <laughs> months later i was like what did i do but yeah. um it's been really really good for me and um i want to give back to the place now that I am calling home and I'm establishing roots mm-hmm. and all these other things. So
2: You can see yourself living there a long time?
1: I can see myself calling it home. Living there a long time? I don't know. I want to do a lot of traveling and traveling in, in, I want to do bigger things with like my talents and my abilities. And yeah. So mm. I don't want to put a cap on that. Sure. But I want to definitely have, a, a, I wanna have it sort as of a, a home. There. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Awesome. So how does one go about finding... Your, your beans. How does somebody <laughs> yeah.
1: get it? Easy. Hey, we're online. uh Thirstcoffee.com. Simple as that. T h r s t Coffee.com.
2: How is that not like? It just seems like such a basic idea, like a a, a perfect name.
1: For <laughs> like it. somebody would have taken that, right? and yeah. it's available. It's I crazy. Don't know. I'm grateful. Right.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> Buy now. Oh. Yeah. That's and then maybe down yeah. the line, when yeah. they're when they're in Waco, there will be a coffee shop. Yes. And yeah. Like, will you call it Thirst Coffee? Yeah.
1: Either it's going to be Thirst Coffee or Third Space Theory Coffee. I don't know what the yeah the header is going to look like, but yeah, it's going to be that. But you already
2: still right now have like you you still do have the cart that from t- you. Take, yeah. Okay. I'm
1: actually again like I just said I had my first employee my roaster that I, I have. And her will is just, like, amazing, man. Just kind of, She came in the right time. Yeah. And she wants to do so much. She wants to also open a coffee shop business. So, for her, this is... Huge. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, like, hands-on experience for her to decide what she needs to do in the near future. She's 20 years old. Yeah. And the things that she's <laughs> taking initiative on right now, I'm like, uh, are you sure? And, I mean, it's like, I don't know if I should give that up. Right, right. And... Or... Just, yeah. So it's interesting, but I I appreciate the people that are coming in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely hiring people and all that.
0: So being very entrepreneurial and, and having a creative mind, do you, when you're creating a coffee shop, do you have any, like, is there a unique, something unique about it, about the way you're going to do, do coffee or uh, specialty drinks or, um, or is the plan to just keep it simple and serve good coffee?
1: Uh, both, okay. uh,
0: can you give us insight and
1: yeah, so for, I, I want to do things differently and like not go into a traditional coffee mm. shop where they have a espresso bar and like, that's where the majority comes from. Um, I started thirst coffee with doing pour overs and even at the farmer's market found a way to do that and increase myself and increase flow and have specialty drinks mm. with just coffee and no espresso. So looking forward, I would love to have a coffee shop that just, ha- just focused on coffee yeah. and had a manual espresso where, so it was like, you could still offer that, but a very it's not the main focus. Yeah. You can do single shots of espresso. We had a, f- a steam wand and you can create, but we would just be dialing into different ways to use coffee without all the extra technology. I guess this is, this what is what sad like.
2: because I, yeah. I love coffee and I have it yeah. every day. Um, Hot coffee, by don't the way. Don't be sad. But but the sad <laughs> thing is, what is when you say pour over? Like, mm. what is the difference? I always see that I'm like, I don't.
1: Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's I know just,
2: French press. I love French press.
1: And it's it's very much similar to that. Okay. Uh, you're pretty much just crafting a drink. I mean, just think you're making one thing. You make. Okay. It's not you're a big doing machine. Your, that it's that you're not a big, yeah. You're making one thing. And you're you're measuring up for a specific amount. So, I. For my shop, I have 10-ounce cups, right? So mm-hmm. I have a ratio of how many grounds to water I'm going to use for that 10-ounce cup. Gotcha. Um, and that's subject to wherever, you know, what you like to drink. If you like a bolder cup of coffee, you do more. If you want a weaker cup of coffee, you do less. Um, those kinds of things, if you have a certain type of bean, you then you do it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, it's a better cup of coffee just because of the time that's taken to do it in hmm. my opinion, huh. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I say, like, I've had the my, my coffee in a batch brew and I've had it in a pour-over. Right. I'll take it in a pour-over any day. Really? Yeah. I, it's almost like I kind of hate giving it in the batch brew because I know it doesn't yeah, taste yeah. as great.
3: But is this something that, like, similar to a wine sommelier knows different notes and all of that, is that something that the commoner wouldn't really notice? Or is it very,
1: very noticeable, the difference between... Patch uh, and pour over. Um if you tried it, yes. Okay. By smelling it, seeing it, okay. no. And maybe but even just
2: maybe okay. if you tried it by itself, you're like, "Oh, this is fine." But yeah. then you put them
1: you it's, it's side it. to side, yeah. And huge gotcha. a huge, a huge difference. Okay. In What's my
0: opinion. Yeah. The main reason I asked that question when I was in um I was in Hawaii about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And there was a a food there was a coffee truck. Um I can't remember the name of. I wrote it I have it down somewhere, but they, in their cold brew, you had the option of getting cold brew ice cubes. Mm-hmm. So you could either get regular ice cubes or for like a dollar extra or 75 cents extra, you would get cold brew ice cubes, yeah. which is literally, they just <laughs> freeze, froze just freeze that, yeah. coffee yeah. and put that in there. And it was like a gimmicky yeah. thing. You know, did it change the experience? I mean, it maybe added a little bit more coffee in there, but it's something a year and a half later that I remember it's something you walk away remembering. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think that's cool that you'll like to, to set yourself apart yeah. to where if there's five coffee shops in the the area in Waco people that want that experience will go to thirst.
1: Right. 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 And it's again, like I find myself going back and forth because of my experience in my, in Starbucks, just working there. It's, like I always think fast service, like yeah. go, go, go. And even at the farmer's market, I, I multiple times I have to catch myself saying like, no, that's not what I want for my business. That's not the yeah, business yeah. I want. Like, yeah, I care about the numbers and, and making a profit. You got to make a profit, right. But this is something I want to be able to enjoy doing for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, you know, and I, that's not it. It can so, coexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sure. I think, yeah, you, I think there's ways you can definitely do that without just like go, 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 or just creating things like, I've been I've been using the same bean now for two years, and I have I haven't added more options. I want to add more options, but I want to have a good reason to why I'm adding those options, not just to. And where's the add bean sales. from? If we don't, if you don't mind us Yeah, uh, it's a that. it's a Honduran coffee, so mm-hmm. it's from Honduras. It's a single region bean. Um, I have two different beans. I have a honey processed bean, and I have a natural re- bean. And the difference is just one is um, just stripped of some of the nutrients and processed different. Mm-hmm. The other one's just more natural, not na- more natural. So in the sense, like you get a more balanced cup from one of them because it's like kind of processed consistently. The other one's just maybe sometimes Raw. different because even size of beans you get different size of beans when you're roasting, which then leads to more be- some beans getting roasted faster or slower, changing the cup of coffee. So it, it varies sometimes. Way over my head. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but so I, yeah.
3: Oh, stinking. Go okay, ahead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah,
1: I've I've just been rocking with Bean. So it's on Duran Bean, and the the way that partnership came out of is through my. Uh, his name is Cody Carlson. He's one of my mentors and also an investor. Uh, his friend reached out to him at a very interesting time where Cody had just come into like my life and was just trying out thirst and was just really a customer. Um, Mm -hmm. and then grew to be a friend then started advising me on some things. And as he took more interest and wanted to take, you know, um, invest in me, his friend reached out. I don't know. And was like, Hey man, I have, this coffee, I have a coffee farm. Do you know anyone that needs coffee? <laughs> what the heck? Legitimately, dude. Like, they had not spoken in forever. And he, they're from Austin. Um, and so That's he calls me. He's like, dude, you wouldn't believe this. He was like, do um, you want to start figuring out how to do this? And I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it just kind of like, and so, and the guys that have the farm, the the coffee farm is Asar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in, Honduras, it's in Honduran, Honduras, and they also uh, provide um, like opportunities for locals to to work and maintain living oh, through nice. working on the farm, and then educating them to then be able to do this this skill at a very high level, and and also sharing just the word if they want it. You know so
2: it's got a little more back. a little more meaning to it then not just yeah. Like some coffee yeah yeah and it's
1: not something that I I put on blast where I I use as a promote because I still don't understand it fully yeah and I I want to feel good about you know sharing promoting that. that and sharing that and just understanding what that really means so I would love to take a trip there and meet the people and that we've talked about that yeah so at some point that'll happen but
2: yeah awesome man nice. yeah
0: well we're gonna jump into a a little rapid fire game. Okay. Um uh, before we do, I have one final question. Yeah. that pertains to the future, the maybe the 5-year plan, what that looks like or hopefully this is going to come sooner and then you could ha- come back on the podcast. Yeah. Any collaborations with a whiskey distillery or a a brewery for a um I know Vista Brewings out here in Austin, mm-hmm. they did a uh, with spokesman to a, a local coffee shop. They did such a good like coffee porter.
1: Mm-hmm. It I was delicious. It.
0: And I think they I think it just came back. Mm-hmm. Um they just released it. It's a seasonal thing. Yeah, it's anything, when it's that
1: winter season. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Anything like that that you're mm-hmm. that are already in, that's already in the works or that maybe you have your eyes set on?
1: Yeah, so there's actually two uh brewing companies in Waco. One is the Eastside Market, which I'm already I'm sorry. Brotherwell Brewing, which Eastside Market takes place on. Mm-hmm. So, Brother well? Brotherwell. Brotherwell. Mhm. Okay. And they've been in business for, I think, three years now. Mm-hmm. So they have, we've talked about doing something. It's just about figuring out timing and yeah. all the other stuff. And then another one's Waco Ale. Uh, they're downtown as well on Austin Avenue. They've talked about using our coffee. So again, yeah. it's just nice. timing, figuring out, you know, the pandemic has kind of made people do a couple of different pivots and shifts. Sure. So well, yeah, you, definitely. If
0: you, if you do create it. Mm-hmm.
1: Let, oh, us, yeah. let us
0: drink it and talk about it on, yeah, the, on yeah. the show. I we'll definitely look. will let you all it. know. That's awesome. Nice. Um, <laughs> all righty. Okay. Quick little game. What's the game? Rapid fire. Yeah. yeah. Ask you questions, whatever comes to your mind. Okay. First one should be easy for you. <laughs> it's a layup. Red Bull or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> Dark
2: roast or light? You've Dark
1: roast. Oh, really? Not oh, light. light yet. Light Not is yet. a little sour. I, I'm getting into it but it's a little sour I can't so
3: if you had
0: a pig one it would definitely be dark mm-hmm. okay mm. do you drink your coffee black or with creamer black or, most of the
1: time black most of the time but I'll season it up with some creamer and some milk mm-hmm. I mean with some with sugar and sweeten it up make a dessert of it yeah oh nice
3: okay yum favorite type of creamer if you had to choose
1: <laughs> Uh, just half and half
3: mm. straight up sugar yeah.
0: or sweet and low
1: Sugar, thank God. Brown sugar, if possible.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you ever experiment with honey or cinnamon honey. in your coffee?
1: I do honey sometimes too. Honey. So okay. I go between brown sugar, and honey.
2: I like honey and a little bit of cocoa. Which milk. I
1: didn't think of before, but it actually tastes really good.
3: Love it. Yeah. My turn. Other than your coffee, what's your favorite type out
1: there? Uh, I really liked the the guys Cheney Brothers that uh. Help me start my business. Yeah, they had a Ethiopian Guji coffee. How do you spell Guji? Uh, I'm gonna butcher it. It's Guji. It's, I think it's like G <laughs> U I G I J U Guji. Something like that. Okay. Like, is uh, it kind of could...
3: like Ouija board? How do you spell Ouija all weird? It's yeah, Gucci. something like that. Okay.
1: It's not that complex. I'm just like a terrible <laughs> speller. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, cool. they um. That like that was the cup of coffee that changed my, mm. and like I always look look at them and they did also like a, an aged uh, they had an aged barrel that they had some Burundi, stewing in there and when oh. you pulled an espresso shot, man, it, it smelled like whiskey. You got like the aromas of whiskey in the palate. Yeah, it was really cool. So they, I I really liked that and I haven't tasted anything else like that since. So yeah. special. Yep. yep.
2: Who's the best roaster in Waco?
1: Man, that is. Are you what 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 roaster are you look? Were you talking about? is the best roaster <laughs> all around. Yeah, who's the Yo, best roaster in the land. I mean, are they sitting in this room right now? <laughs> uh, He's being humble. The most experienced roasters uh, are dichotomy. They are apex apex in in Waco. Uh, then I would go to Pinewood, uh, but I would say as like a best roaster, I think me That's because right. That's what I, was getting I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in diversifying into like, letting people un- try to understand and try the bean in different ways and not just be set in one way.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. And like you said earlier, it's all, it's different. Yeah. For different palates, so, so maybe there's not an actual best one. Right. Love it. All right, Greg. Well, folks. It's your time, Greg.
3: It's time for this week's weekly brew 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 (laughs) ladies and gentlemen ted jones local economist reported some numbers surrounding holiday shopping online sales during black friday were at 9 billion which is 21 percent increase year over year wow that is incredible Uh, this is the first time in history that online sales beat out in-store sales yeah i wonder why uh would you say this is a trend or perhaps something like a new beginning what do you got what's your prediction here
2: Hmm. Hmm. i think somewhere probably in the middle you have like obviously pandemic reasons people aren't going to stores so online numbers are up but at the same time you know and and so in stores will come back and they have slowly um but I, I bet Ooh. you still do see higher numbers online
3: because people are getting comfortable with that.
0: So yes. maybe so easy.
3: Like elderly folks getting used to it who have never had to do it before. Dude, They're, they're ordering, being forced to now. They're ordering
2: so, groceries to them.
1: Right. Well, yes. Yeah. I think it's just, we're in a very interesting point in like where we live and, you know, in the era we are. Um, I think online is definitely going to just change mm-hmm. everything because as a small business owner, seeing what other small business owners had to adapt and change into, and then seeing it's like there's like the like not the fear but like uncomfortableness of taking that step of like figuring out online and right, inventory right. and all like what does that mean? I can just have a coffee shop or an in-person store and just get traffic that way, right? But yeah. you're forced to now do that. Yeah. but once you see how that can be like fruitful for you mm-hmm. and you're you don't have to have a storefront yeah you know I well, think like that you just said changes. it,
2: it kind of helped you That's so cool yeah into that
1: 100 i i i started making a profit when i got online wow. <laughs> like real talk wow and even though it wasn't that much uh i was like i'd rather do that because it's less work Yeah. Um, I see the numbers. There's a, like I'm trying to scale fast, right? Sure. Um, everything else was just chance. Like what events happening today? Mm-hmm. What's the weather like? Like oh, man, this yeah. is none of that. It's like so you just have to planning. be able to see my ad, or you have to get be interested. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just, Bad it's weather,
0: a- cold weather, rain is gonna boost your sales yeah 100 people <laughs> are just chilling they're just like
1: especially if you're on instagram social media like yeah people are already looking and based yeah. off algorithms if
0: you're looking coffee shops coffee equipment i should pop up
2: right? i look forward to seeing some ads yeah.
0: first. <laughs> <To 100%. laughs> what's crazy is the. um i'm not a, a black like black friday in person in the store type person yeah however yeah. this year so a couple of years ago jonathan turned me on to Uh, Banana Republic traveler pants. Actually, (laughs) no one's complimented, but um, (laughs) they are the most comfortable pants. pants, And I always wait for that 50% off, which they did on Black Friday. So I went to the mall. You guys should have, it was like a, a normal no yeah. no oh the mall the mall that's was right like a normal saturday so crazy awesome. non-pandemic yeah packed packed and i was like i guess i'm contributing to this you know? but <laughs> no. people were there i mean everyone's wearing a mask but people were out yeah. shopping doing their thing in person but yeah. yeah i mean online i think is definitely the the trend because it's so much easier and companies yeah. will make more money doing that
1: yeah
2: and a good store that's in you know in retail, like like uh, yeah, Banana Republic, they also have online. And yeah, they do
0: mm-hmm. literally the yeah. only so reason just, I like, didn't double-hand. do it online was because I've ordered these pants, I've bought them in person a lot, and the only times I've gotten them online, the the size or the the fits yeah. a little bit off, so I always like to try them on. Yeah, but yeah, it's
3: are those more comfortable than your yoga pants?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't do. I have yoga pants. You had to think about <laughs> the, the that. That's right. that's that's the fact fact. One. I was like, what pants
2: are
1: you talking about? <laughs> that is awesome. These comfortable.
2: Well, guys, thank you so much yeah. for tuning in today's podcast with Andreas.
1: Thank you guys for having this? me.
2: Founder awesome. of Thirst Coffee Company. Man, really yeah. appreciate it. Making the drive out from Waco. You guys are going to visit some family and stay around for a little bit, right?
1: Oh, for sure. We were trying to catch the Christmas light, but I think they got sold out. So we're just going to grab food meet <laughs> oh, sure. and meet with family. Yeah. Okay. Good.
2: Well, enjoy your evening here in Austin.
1: Thank you. You
2: guys can find him online at thirstcoffee.com, and that was T-H-R-S-T, coffee.com. And be sure to follow them on Instagram at thirstcoffee. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, give us a follow to at what's brewing ATX. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're tuning in. We'd love that five-star rating. Cheers, Austin. Cheers. Okay. <clears throat>